It's All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence. We wrapped up 2020 and are starting the new year with two days of fun, light, and inspiring stories and exclusive musical performances from our Off the Road interview series found on our HPR mobile app and at hawaiipublicradio.org. Just look for the Off the Road banner on the front page, where you can also find the first of our two features that we aired yesterday. An early guest and phenomenal storyteller on Off the Road was legendary American songwriter Jimmy Webb, who joined us from his home on Long Island and shared some stories from his memoir, The Cake and the Rain. You know, there's another great artist in that book, guy you've been so strongly associated with. He was actually our guest in 2012. That's Glenn Campbell. We had this late, great jazz host, Jimmy, named Don Gordon. He knew him, and there was this caterer to the stars out here, Steve Ozark. They both were his friends. They set me up. I I knew Steve real well. I figured you were. It was a wonderful night, Glenn playing songs, telling stories, but for yourself, can you take us back to first hooking up with him or anything that really just touches you, makes you feel really good to talk about with your relationship with Glenn Campbell? Well, when I was 14 years old, I first heard Glenn singing on the radio. I was driving a tractor out in the middle of a wheat field in uh, northwestern Oklahoma. He was actually singing, Turn Around, Look at Me. It was an early Glenn Campbell hit. And I said, that's the guy I want to write songs for. And I went out and I bought a record. It's probably the first 45 I ever bought. And I played that thing till it was as slick as a hockey rink. (laughs) I I wore it out. And I said, one of these days, I'm going to be writing songs for Glenn Campbell. I was 14 years old, and I was 19 years old. I had a hit record with Glenn Campbell. The first time I met him was at the uh, Grammy Awards in 1968, he had won a Grammy for Best Male Vocal Performance by the time I get to Phoenix. And I won an award for Song of the Year. And it was, it was just one of those nights. It's like summiting Everest, okay? <laughs> you, you know you're not ever going to do it again. Good analogy. And it's so sad because you can't come down. So you just stay up there and freeze to death. <laughs> <laughs> when I really got to know him, I walked into the studio one day and he was sitting there all impeccable-like with his starch faded jeans and the sleeves of his shirt rolled up and that quaff late 50s hair. (laughs) I walked up to him and I'd just gotten back from the Monterey Pop Festival. So I was wearing Indian moccasins and (laughs) jeans that hadn't been washed in a week. And (laughs) and I had bought a fleece lined vest from uh, South America and they were from Yaks. So I said, that's what I'm going to have. When my grandkids come and ask me about Monterey Pop Festival, I'll bring out my yak vest. (laughs) (laughs) And by the time I got through the festival and I got back down to L.A., it was pretty obvious that my yak vest hadn't been cured out just right, you know. (laughs) So I, I walk up to Glenn, and this is my big moment. I stick out my hand and I say, Mr. Campbell, I'm, and he says, Holy mother, he said, damn, he cussed the blue streak. He said, what'd you guys do in here? You know? <laughs> and, and he said, that's your code. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Campbell. Really, I'm sorry I took it off. He said, take that thing out in the lobby. <laughs> And then still my big moment, right? So I'm coming back in. 
And he just can't look me in the eye because I've got long, long hair, tie-dye T-shirt. I'm a prototype for like a hippie. He looked me up and down three or four times because he just couldn't believe what (laughs) his eyes were were telling I said, yeah, Mr. Campbell, I I wrote by the time I get to Phoenix. And I put put out my hand and uh, he kind of hesitantly put out his hand and said, uh, when you going to get a haircut? (laughs) (laughs) Two great lines from him. I love that other one. Take that thing out to the lobby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And from Jimmy Webb, we turn to 10,000 Maniacs and singer, violinist, and viola player Mary Ramsey, who joined us from her home in Buffalo, New York. I was actually doing a little bit of research because the Over the Rainbow... Um, Israel Kamakavivole, also known as Brother Is. Well, the, the man that wrote Over the Rainbow, the, the music was Harold Arland, who grew up on the east side of Buffalo. Wow. Um, I thought that's kind of a cool connection because of Hawaii, sure. of course. Um, and how famous and how, how beautiful that song is, his, his version of it is. Brother is. How sensitive and beautiful that is. And then just how Harold Arland, he grew up in a, a Jewish neighborhood. And back then, African-American, Jewish, and German populations were living in this neighborhood. So he was in one of the first integrated schools in like 1920 or 21 which is interesting to think. Like he had a household, like his upstairs was rented. His parents rented the upstairs of the house to African-American family. And so he heard a lot of jazz influences and mm. different types of music that influenced his compositions. Obviously the, the music is so, well, inspirational. I mean, this right. other guy named Yip Harburg wrote the, 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 <laughs> the words. lyrics to that. Okay. I thought that that's pretty neat that, that that connection of like, if is new, the song that he was singing came from this guy in a city like Buffalo, you know? Yeah, yeah. But with that cool story, like you just described, that multicultural kind of accepting, that story of acceptance, that story of what America is supposed to really be all about. Yeah, and the fact that back then, I mean, I think there are times when a lot of communities did get along. And he was even saying, like, the cantor, his father was a cantor in a synagogue, and the way his father sang, he felt like kind of had those elements that were part of these different sounds he was hearing around, you know, these different styles. I like that message of uh, acceptance and tolerance, which is so uh, critical um, today. Well, on that note of music, maybe you've got something that could go well, provide some inspiration, a lot of people needing inspiration right now. Well, I thought I might do Over the Rainbow. Wow, look at you. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know how this is going to sound, but I can try and you can tell me. It's Mary Ramsey from 10,000 Maniacs tackling over the rainbow for us here on HPR and All Things Considered.
Oh my. Well, that's over the rainbow on viola. That is unbelievable. Well, I mean, it sounds f- phenomenal. Well, thank you. And you played this classic. That song was so big in Hawaii, too. That's such an inspirational song during what what has been taking place. Like, I think about that music being composed right here where we are from somebody who's from this part of the country and mm. um, just how that song is eternal. And I find it a song of hope. It's a reflective song, it's beautiful, it's timeless, and to have so many dimensions, this music have a transporting, healing, uplifting, but also, I think in this time, thinking about over the rainbow, getting over to a time when this is over with, this pandemic. A sentiment we can all relate to from Mary Ramsey of 10,000 Maniacs. Hear everyone we've had so far in the series via our mobile app, and at hawaiipublicradio.org. Just look for the Off the Road banner. I'm Dave Lawrence.